With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey listeners, it's Phil Mackey. We're talking Minnesota sports five days a week on Mackey and Jeb with Rami. Available on Apple, Spotify, the Score North app, or anywhere else you find podcasts. If you're tight on time today and you can only listen to one segment from today's show, here it is. Well, here I am in Boxer Bridge. <laughs> TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. One, two, three. It's Mackie and Judd with Rami. With Rami. All right, let's just start the show here. Let's just let's just pick up where Purple Daily left off, actually. Let's just rewind for a second. Mackie and Jug with Rami on Score North and the Score North app. Let's we're, fan that flame a little we're, bit. We're putting Jonathan on the spot a little bit here. He's just been frantically producing behind the glass. But and let us know if you need us to like kill <laughs> no, some more. No, we're time. good. I think I'm good. Now. Okay, we're all set. Alex yeah. Boone, Alex Boone, who played uh, a year and two training camps with the Vikings, and he's been just a super fun contributor on the Tuesday and Thursday episodes of Purple Daily with Matthew Collar. He doesn't pull punches. Alex Boone, there's a lot of former athletes that get on a microphone or get on TV or get on the radio, whatever it is, get on social media, and we're just going to sugarcoat things, right? Wouldn't want to, hey, I'll, yeah. I'm going to tell you what I really think off microphone, but then when I get on the microphone, I'm, I'm going to be somebody else. That is not Alex Boone. Alex Boone has, well, he has a little bit of a filter because there are certain words you can't say on the radio, and I don't think he said any of those words yet. We haven't so had to we'll dump see. him yet. We'll nope. see. Fingers right. crossed. Haven't had a dump. Good. So this is Alex. Can we just set it up by saying this is Alex Boone on his former teammate? He played with Adrian for a year, or is he getting these stories from other people? No, 2000. He played one year with him. I did Sixteen. Okay. Alex Boone on Adrian Peterson, who makes his return uh, this week. Adrian Peterson, to me, was the definition of why you shouldn't meet your heroes, ever. And, I, and I'm a firm believer of that because after I met Adrian, I was so disappointed. I had played with Frank Gore for so long, and I had known Frank and the way he was, and every single day he was going to show up at 5.30 and be there to get work done on his legs and work out and because he knew that if guys saw him there at 5.30 and they didn't see him leave till 9 at night, they would think that they had to be there, and he was so right. And I loved Frank for that because he made a team that was an average team so much better. Adrian was the opposite. Adrian was a very self-centered player, and it bothered me. And not only that, but to have your dad throw shade on us the year after you leave. Like, dude, are you serious right now? I know that no one's ever talked about this, and I know it's never come out. But I'm going to tell you right now that that Colts game, he should be embarrassed 
for himself for how he played and how that game ended. I'm not kidding you. I've never been around an NFL player that I was so embarrassed for and ashamed of at the same time. Like I was like, dude, are you really being for real right now? Did he pull himself out of that game? He pulled himself out of the game. He ran the wrong way on power and fumbled the ball and blamed it on the O-line. I was like, dude, are we really going to have this conversation right now? Mm. And then he was like, it's your fault. It's the O-line's fault. We lost. I was like, dude, you left in the first quarter. Like, what? Where were you? Like, this, we, we started a mount of comeback. You fumbled the ball. Like, seriously, this is how it's going to be. And then after that, it's just every time you talk to him, he was just so down. And if anyone remembers, we started there. You're like 5-0. and oh. Yep. And even he was like, dude, what is wrong with Adrian? Like, he is not acting like himself. Like, everybody was just so weird that year, and it was just not right. And, and, and I swear, meeting him has ruined me forever. Has ruined him forever? He's scarred? Whoa. Alex is scarred? Whoa. What? Alex. What just happened on these airwaves? You know what was the most shocking part of that? He indicated that Adrian Peterson was skipping leg day. No way Adrian (laughs) Peterson was skipping leg day. Did you see those quads? Yeah, if we're ranking the most shocking things that were said in those last two minutes, Adrian Peterson skipping leg day. Whoa. <laughs> There's no way. There's no way. I don't believe that. I'm sorry, Alex. I don't believe that Adrian Peterson skipped leg day. What Just, an absolute takedown. So what happened in this Colts game that he's talking about? Okay, that's that's the game. First of all, there's about um, probably two games since Mike got here in 2014 where the team has not shown up and or quit. Okay. This was a game in which they quit. But the story, you see, this is the thing when fans say, oh, you guys, you're making, Mackie and Judd, you're making stuff up. And we're like, no, no, no. Often, it's worse than we know. Like, fans are like, no, it's Peterson. And we're like, no, he's not a really good guy, and he's not a good t- a teammate. And then Boone comes along after the fact. It's like, not only is he not a good teammate, he's a terrible teammate. So what Peterson did was, Peterson got hurt in, in what, Phil? Week two or so against the Packers? Yes. Okay. Then it's, is he going to come back or not? Is he going to come back or not? Is he going to come back or not? And for that Colts game, they I think they didn't want to really play him, or there was some uh, was late question the there. It was late, and the team was coming unglued. Uh, long story short, though, Peterson threw his guy, and I'm not joking, and he made an appearance at the Twins playoff game. DJ Ski basically told Skeezy, I'm playing, and decided to play. And like Zimmer lost all control, and this was all this was already a year that was spiraling, right? So it's going down the toilet drain pretty quickly. And Peterson's like, "Oh no, I'm going to do this." And then, as Boone just said, he runs the wrong route. He gets hurt again. He blames, and I didn't know this that, that he actually had the audacity, the temerity to blame the, the unmitigated off- goal. <laughs> yes, to blame the offensive line. But I mean, you know what? All this does is confirm the fact that in this guy's prime, he was an unbelievable talent, but he was never a good teammate. Really, he well, never he never really was. And and what this does now is it basically just puts a bow on the package of the fact that that Peterson here at the end. So he forced his way back onto the field after an injury. By telling T- DJ Ski, I'm well, he said I'm week. playing, and the Vikings were like, "No, we're not announcing a thing." And he's like yeah. telling Skeezy, "I'm playing, I'm for, playing, I'm playing." And for reference, he hadn't played in three months, so yeah. his 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 la- he got injured against Green Bay in week two, and the Vikings were off. To, so this was the I forgot, I totally forgot about this dynamic. 
So the Vikings came. Sam Bradford comes in. Emergency. This was Sam Bradford's big season, right? They start 5-0. They were 5-0. and Yeah. And Sam Bradford's slinging it around, and they're, they're, they're moving the ball through the air. And, uh, and, they're, and they're also, not to say that they had any running backs that were better than Adrian Peterson on their roster, but the overall holistic offensive approach was just much more of a modern approach to running an offense. And then he came back. He's, you know, he had, the Vikings were on the verge of playoffs. They were like 7-6 and six going into that Colts game. They still have a shot. And he wants to kind of shoehorn his way back into the season. And that Colts game, they got beaten. They were down 27 to nothing, and, and things were kind of coming apart at the seams. They didn't show up for that game. Yep. And the Colts, I want to say the Colts threw, the, I, don't, I don't remember who their tight end was, but whoever their tight end was caught like, a hundred yards worth of passes in that game, mm-hmm. and it just wound up being the end of that version of the Vikings. Um, by the way, here are the numbers. Uh, they had a yeah, they threw to multiple different tight ends, and uh, they carved up the Vikings. Just Andrew Luck had a big day. So, just back to what Alex Boone said about Peterson. How? So that's one person's opinion now on the record. It's pretty rare you hear someone that soon after playing with someone just fillet them publicly like Alex Boone did with Adrian Peterson. And if you want to hear the whole thing, just go back and listen to Purple Daily from today, anywhere you find podcasts. How should Adrian Peterson be remembered from your points of view? How should we think of, because he's coming back on Thursday, how should we think of a decade of Adrian Peterson here in the Twin Cities. And I'd love to, because Rami, Rami has been a Bears follower. You're new to the Twin Cities mm-hmm. in the last year. So I'd love to get your outside perspective, too, on how you sort of saw 2007 through 2017 with Adrian Peterson. He's one of the greatest running backs I've ever seen play the game. I mean, flat. if we're just talking purely about performance, one of the greatest running backs I've ever seen play the game. I didn't. I I had never heard anything about him being a bad teammate before I got here. The only mark against him, if you will, before I got to Minnesota was the child abuse scandal that that happened right right before he left Minnesota. That and I mean, I was I was really rough on him when when that story came out. I know a, a lot of people were so that that was kind of, that's a pretty big black mark on his record and his legacy to me but when i got here and saw the the absolute lack of love lost for adrian peterson as a person or as a player given everything that he did in a vikings uniform that was one of the things that borderline shocked me as far as sports go that people that he doesn't seem to have much of a legacy or or a following or or a, a loyalty from Vikings fans around here. I, w- I found that pretty surprising when I moved to Minnesota. I think he did, and then um, it, it got rough. But w- when this. Was it the child abuse thing, or was that it just. Start, that's, did, did that stuff started like this no, start to leak no, out? No, no, no. The child abuse thing, uh, <laughs> rightfully so, shifted the perception. But I'm going to give you, Phil, I'm going to give you exact years because I don't think that it's fair to say to recall him in just one one word or one time period. I would say that the Adrian Peterson from 2007 until the guy who got hurt 2013, correct? Christmas Eve? Mm-hmm. Okay. That guy is one of the most exquisite, greatest running backs. That that guy, I think to this day, puts himself probably, if you were to rank the Vikings offensive, greatest offensive players, I think he's top five there. Mm-hmm. I think he's top five. Yeah, him, Moss, we could get on the list. Tarkington, yeah. phenomenal. Okay. Then 2015 or I'm sorry, 2012, he has that great year. But I think from the child abuse scandal, and then and if you want to draw the line, let's take 
just for the sake of this conversation, that out for one second, and let's draw the line at him as a player. I think he lost the fans and the team and really probably, and he was still good here, but should have lost his job. Opening night of what of what would have been Bridgewater's first year as the full-time starter, was that 2015 against oh, the 49ers? 14 or 15. Okay. Yeah. Because that's the one where where they had worked all training camp long with Teddy and Pistol and basically been like, okay, this offense is going to be built around you, which, by the way, first-round quarterback should have been. And that's the one where, where they lost the game in San Francisco. Um, Peterson clearly struggled. And instead of being like, okay, Adrian, we need you to adapt here, they basically threw up their hands and said, it's your offense, sorry. And te- and where Teddy got me as far as being a guy that wins is that year because he easily could have said, what the hell are you guys doing? I'm the quarterback. So So to answer your question, the first part of Peterson is one of the top five offensive players in Vikings history. That good. That good and flawed, yep. but that good. But those last few years, to me, exposed him as a guy who was a real problem. And and when you don't look at, at Teddy at that time and say, it's your deal, I'm going to do the best I can to adapt, and you say, what are you guys doing? I'm Adrian Peterson. Lost me completely. Yeah, I actually, you know what? It was it was a moment after he left the Vikings and played his cup of coffee with the New Orleans Saints. It might have been the the Week One game where cameras, national TV cameras, picked him up, and he yeah, is I do remember that. in the ear shouting, shouting down one of the great offensive coaches in NFL history, and Sean Payton. Mm-hmm. Sean Payton. Now, I don't think you should be shouting down any coaches because I just don't think you need to be disrespectful in public like that. You can take those conversations behind closed doors. We don't need. It's like, how are you going to help the team by shouting down your coach on national TV on the sidelines in the heat of the moment, right? If, if, if you think that the offensive scheme should be different or you should be used differently, that's a conversation that should just take place at practice or behind the scenes. And that's with any coach. That's with like even Adam Gaze, who probably is going to get fired here at some point and got all worked up about something he shouldn't, which we can get into that as well and hasn't blinked in five years. Sean Payton, <laughs> love him or not, is one of the great offensive coaches of my life watching football. Yep. And Adrian Peterson, in his twilight, is shouting him down on national TV. And like all of the stories about him being hard-headed and stubborn behind the scenes and selfish, all of that came to light in public. But I can't get this cross-sport comparison out of my head when I think about Adrian Peterson's legacy on the field. He's a golfer who hits the ball 375 yards. He's the greatest driver off the tee we've ever seen. If it's just hand the ball off and run and go and break an 80-yard touchdown and stiff arm somebody you know, five yards off the sidelines. He's the he's the greatest of my lifetime. He's he's on the Mount Rushmore of just pure thoroughbred running backs handing the ball, right? But sometimes, especially in the modern NFL, I need a pitch shot. I need uh, I need like a lob wedge from fifty yards, or I might even need you to make a putt from from fifteen feet. I might need you to play on third down and pick up a blitzing linebacker. Uh, no, or, his game was so his game was nimble. limited. His yeah. game was limited, but give that dude the ball and he was gonna do things with it that not a lot of guys who have ever played that position could do. I mean he was a freak of nature when he got that football in his hands. Yeah. Uh, well, Unfortunately he might fumble too. <laughs> that's yeah, he fumbled that, that's quite a, a few too. times. But th- that game, that Saints game, Monday night game, week one, first game where where he came back to face his former team and he's not only shouting at Sean Payton, 
He's doing it with with two running backs on the depth chart who are better than him. That's the incredible thing. He is ending his career as as projected on this show years ago, and it's sad. But it's perfect Peterson, right? He's washed up. He won't quit. He's on a bad team. Where and and ultimately, if you gave him truth serum today and said, Adrian, you have no chance at a championship. You're aging. You're not that good. But you know what? On Thursday night, you're going to get the football. He'd say, I'm happy. Yeah, that's the sad thing about him. I think in his mind, he he cares so much about the all time rushing record. And in his mind, I think if you if you asked him now to be just fully completely honest, I think even he would say, "All right, it's probably, having missed almost two full seasons due to injury, it's probably going to be pretty tough at this point." But I'm pretty sure he wakes up every morning and he looks whatever website he looks at, or maybe he just has it pinned on his. I think for a while he had a date pinned on his locker of when he planned to break the all time rushing record. You're correct, and that was before he missed 15 games due to a suspension and then a full almost a full season with another injury, but. He's currently eighth on the all-time rushing list, and he is 37 yards behind Jerome Bettis for seventh, 39 yards behind LaDainian Tomlinson for sixth, and about 500, 450 or 500 yards behind Curtis Martin for fifth. I think that gets him up in the morning. He would need to, and Frank Gore is still active, right? Frank Gore is still running around. Frank Gore is uh, 1,500 yards in front of Adrian Peterson, and that's the tier that you get to Frank Gore, Barry Sanders, Walter Payton is another notch up, and then and then Emmett Smith is another notch up. Peterson realistically can catch three more guys, and maybe even this season to become a top five all time rushing yards guy. I think that's what gets him up every single morning. Not that he doesn't care about team accomplishments, but I think his whole career he has been hyper focused on Emmett Smith's I mean, all time record. At this point, he doesn't care about team accomplishments. <laughs> no, he's in Washington. Does anyone on that team no plays for Washington, and he's trying to be a top five all time rusher. That's all that's on Adrian Peterson's mind right now. Give me the ball, and Feed he shouldn't me. play because he he what he you're going to be shocked on Sunday. Gets a carry, his ankle gets twisted. His it gets twisted right. He fumbles the ball, loses it. And, and undergoes an MRI on Monday, and the Washington people are all like, let's wait, let's wait, let's wait. He tells our guy Pelissero last night, I'm good to go. I'm fine now. <laughs> That's so Adrian. Yeah. Like, if he was playing, let's say he was playing the Giants on Thursday, there's a good chance he'd be like, uh, you know what, I probably I, I can't play in this one. But it's the Vikings, it's here. I'm good to go. It's so Peterson. Yeah. It's so he's, predictable. He's uh, it's I I really think he's going to turn out to be one of the more polarizing sports figures in Minnesota history. Although there's a lot of fans, you know, you and I have been ever since the the switch incident five years ago, the child abuse. You and I took a pretty hard line stance and went in on him. Got blocked the rest of the season by him. Yeah, he blocked Judd on Twitter. It got really bad, Rami. Were people saying you guys were being too harsh? Because that's yes. a lot of what I was getting. Including some yes. Vikings players. Like, you new age people. Yes. Like, this is just discipline. This is old school. Were you getting that too? Yes. A lot of that. We definitely got that. Well, we had actually, uh, what's Jerome his name? Felton. Jerome Felton was, was a weekly contributor on the show. He was the Vikings fullback at the time. And actually, he came in studio. We talked about this in person for like a half hour on the show. And that's the closest I will come to saying, all right. I, I hear you. Not to the point where I would ever take a tree branch to a child, but but he said when you grow up, I think his main point was everybody comes from someplace, and everybody comes from a line of 
thinking and a, and a way of mm-hmm. doing things and and even as far as brain wiring, right? And if this is how you were wired and this is where you were from, then this is how you act. And and you could that doesn't just apply to taking a switch to a kid; it applies to literally everything in right. life, right? Yes. Um, and so that was a huge conversation on the show. And I think what what stood out to me during that whole incident was how many people just refused to say something negative about someone that they thought was this amazing, flawless figure, right? right? How dare you guys drag Adrian Peterson through the mud like this, et cetera, et cetera. And it was an an amazingly interesting time in this town. What got me, though, ultimately, and where I really did a uh, hard turn on, on Peterson from there on out, was this. He could never admit that there might be any fault. Like he couldn't say I was just wrong. Like I shouldn't have done that. He the kid was cut. So right. it's it's not like I hit him and you can't really see it at all. He cut the kid. I mean this was awful. And he was incapable and and this is true of his personal life I think. It's true of his professional life for sure. Incapable of saying, "Oh no, what I did was really wrong." Right. Like some, I see the air of my way. Some self-reflection to say essentially what Phil did, like, "Hey, this is this is what I came from. This is what I always how I what I always thought parenting was, but I was misguided. I was wrong. I should have broken the chain of of child abuse from from my lineage and and my my where where my where my family and and friends all come from. Like, you don't have to own that and carry it and say, "No, it wasn't wrong when they did it, so it's still not wrong when I do it." Like, after after you see the reaction from people like a moment of self-reflection dude and realize that maybe just maybe what's been going on for generations is not the right way to go about things possibly yeah so it's so if you missed it by the way let's let's run this back again it's it's like a minute and a half two minutes maggie and jeb with rami we started the show just sort of carrying over the last segment from purple daily where Alex Boone, former Vikings offensive lineman, former 10-year NFL veteran, and a guy who played in the Super Bowl with the San Francisco 49ers, he's been a regular contributor all season on Tuesdays and Thursdays on Purple Daily. It's been a blast to have him, and he had some very open and honest things to say about his experience with Adrian Peterson as a teammate. Adrian Peterson, to me, was the definition of why you shouldn't meet your heroes, ever. And, I, and I'm a firm believer of that because after I met Adrian, I was so disappointed. I had played with Frank Gore for so long, and I had known Frank and the way he was, and every single day he was going to show up at 5.30 and be there to get work done on his legs and work out and because he knew that if guys saw him there at 5.30 and they didn't see him leave till 9 at night, they would think that they had to be there, and he was so right. And I loved Frank for that because he made a team that was an average team so much better. Adrian was the opposite. Adrian was a very self-centered player, and it bothered me. And not only that, but to have your dad throw shade on us the year after you leave. Like, dude, are you serious right now? I know that no one's ever talked about this, and I know it's never come out. But I'm going to tell you right now that that Colts game, he should be embarrassed for himself for how he played and how that game ended I'm not kidding you. I've never been around an NFL player that I was so embarrassed for and ashamed of at the same time. Like I was like, dude, are you really being for real right now? Did he pull himself out of that game? He pulled himself out of the game. He ran the wrong way on power and fumbled the ball and blamed it on the O-line. I was like, dude, are we really going to have this conversation right now? Hmm. And then he was like, it's your fault. It's the O-line's fault. We lost. I was like, dude, you left in the first quarter. Like, what? Where were you? Like, this, we, we started a mount of comeback. You fumbled the ball. Like, seriously, this is how it's going to be. And then after that, it's just, 
every time you talk to him, he was just so down. And if anyone remembers, we started there. You're like five and zero. Yep. And even he was like, "Dude, what is wrong with Adrian? Like he is not acting like himself. Like everybody was just so weird that year, and it was just not right. And and, and I swear, meeting him has ruined me forever. Wow. I want to know how it's ruined Alex forever. Well, that last part might have been hyperbole, but I need further investigation had, into that. I think he showed up here and probably signed here admiring Peterson. I think a lot of guys loved him. They thought, man, this guy's unbelievable. But ruined him forever? Like, can Alex not trust anymore? Can Alex not love? Is Alex okay? You know Alex, what? Alex we might need, need therapy. To, we need to talk to Running Alex. backs, perhaps. It's ruined him. It's ruined running backs for, for Alex? Yeah. yeah. You can't watch a running back the same way. He just he can't he can't ever trust. He sits there on Sunday. Alvin Kamara. He's like, man, I bet that guy's a jerk. (laughs) (laughs) Who would trust him? Bet that guy's going to fumble and blame his offensive line. (laughs) Running the wrong way on power, man. That's it. You listen to to Purple Daily, and all of a sudden Alex is like, Delvin Cook, best running back in the NFL, but I promise you, he's going to fumble in week 16 and blame his offensive line for it. He's going to disappoint us all someday terribly. I promise you. It's what they do. All right, Mackie and Judd with Rami on scoring. By the way, if you missed... That interview and uh, well, interview. He's a uh, Alex is uh, is a co-host on Tuesdays and Thursdays. So if uh, if if you missed it and you want to hear the whole thing, it's just Purple Daily anywhere you find podcasts. The Score North app is a great place to find all of our Score North podcasts. When we come back, Judd and Carly Zucker fought it out on Twitter this weekend. That's right. Judd keeps pissing people off on the internet. People love me. So we'll talk about that. We'll also hear from Timberwolves CEO Ethan Casson later in the show in a cramp session. Federated Mutual Insurance Company is here for you business owners out there. If you have interest in making sure that your business is protected, which you should, and uh, if you have interest in, I don't know, maybe working with a Minnesota-based company that's been around for over a hundred years and has close ties to local sports teams in town, like the University of Minnesota Athletics Department. Then uh, Federated Insurance is the place for you. Federated is here to do two things. Make sure your business is operating as successfully as it can. And also, they're here to raise money for great causes. Like, for instance, I mentioned the U of M connection uh, and the turnovers for kids. Every forced turnover by the Gophers defense this season, Federated Insurance donates $1,000 to Big Brothers, Big Sisters. So Federated is uh, just a great company all around. I've had a chance to meet people from all different parts of the company the last few years and uh, they just they devote so much of their energy and attention to helping business owners just like you. Federatedinsurance.com to find your federated marketing representative and to find out about the industries Federated protects. Federated, it's our business to protect yours. This holiday, whether you're making a Baker's Simple Truth Turkey for 40 or a Murray's Baked Brie for two, Baker's has fast, fresh delivery and free pickup so you can make holiday meals that bring you all together to create memories that last. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Baker's, fresh for everyone.